Welcome to the Short-Term Rental Pros Podcast. Knowledge, experiences, and actionable takeaways from those who are killing it with short-term rentals. Here's your host, Jeremy Warden. We are live with the Short-Term Rental Pros Podcast. I'm here today with Mark. I'm not even going to try his last name because I'm going to completely butcher it, but he is the founder of Minoan, one of the really exciting startups in the short-term rental space. And one that's adding a ton of value to, at this point, I mean, you tell telling me some of the stats earlier, but thousands and thousands of hosts around the country, as well as their guests. So, Mark, I'll let you take it. What is Minoan and how did you, like, how did you decide this was what you wanted to do? Yeah, Jeremy, it's great to be here. Minoan is effectively a marketplace that's connecting you know, consumer brands, so brands that you would find in a home, things like Casper, Parachute, West Elm Pottery Barn, Article, Crate and Barrel, to hosts and hospitality professionals. And what makes us really unique is we're creating this very symbiotic relationship between the two sides, basically. So these brands that I just mentioned, they want to get their products in front of people. You know, if you're Casper, you want to get people sleeping on your mattress. That's like the holy grail of, of retail. It's like getting people to actually use your product. And if you're a host, you need mattresses. You know, you need lots of stuff, actually. If you're furnishing a property from scratch, you're going to buy upwards of 250 items. You don't think of it that way. When you look at each room, like in the kitchen alone, it's like you've got cookware, utensils, glassware, plates, appliances, like you're talking about 50, 60 items just in the kitchen. And so we're kind of making this line up where it's like, hey, the hosts, the hosts need these products. The brands want to be in these spaces. And so we've set up this platform basically where hosts can apply to be part of the program. If they're accepted, they get access to really steep discounts from great, high quality, recognizable name brands and really market leading discounts. Like most of these discounts are not discounts you could find even on Black Friday. So the brands really discount them because they want the host, you know, they want to be in these properties. And then the last part of the business that we have is connecting this full circle. We have a way for hosts to actually make their property shoppable in a very tasteful way without, you know, putting a bunch of products up and having QR codes hanging everywhere, but having it where if a guest is staying at the property and say, I mean, we hear lots of guests when they do a good job curating the property, they get a lot of comments from guests saying, where'd you get the mattress? Where'd you get this artwork from? Where'd you get this coffee maker? And so through Minoan, if you're buying everything through us, not only are you saving money upfront on that stuff, we can actually turn your property into this really nice shoppable experience where if the guest loves the products they're using during their stay, they can go through this curated experience and right there, you know, in this tailored site for your property. So yeah, I really love this Spell Tea Kettle. I, I want this. I want to bring this home. I want to have this product in my home. And they click add to cart and check out. And then we handle all the admin, logistics, customer service. The host just sits back and collects their commission checks on anything that sells. So it's kind of a unique, you know, model really connecting a host to these brands. There's a guest element as well. But the goal is to just make the life for a host a lot easier when it comes to ordering stuff finding ways for them to make extra money. That's sort of what, what motivates us. Yeah, I think, I think that's really interesting you say that because I, I get questions a lot from my guests. Hey, where'd you get this mattress? We're moving in a couple of weeks. Thus, why we're staying at your property. 
yeah. we need, we need mattresses. Where'd you get them? Or yeah, where'd you get this couch? And honestly, my response or my VAs will send me like a screenshot. My virtual assistants will send me a screenshot of their question and I'll go, uh, tell them we'll ask the designer. <laughs> And then say, we'll ask the designer. And then if they follow up a week later, be like, the designer didn't tell us. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to go through my my, cat, yeah, my, my, my order list. And and also, yeah, if you want to make money off it, what do you, you have to go to affiliate link from Amazon to, to make like $3 or something? No. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make myself look lazy, but come on, guys. Things to do. So I well, love yeah, how you, you guys streamline that process. Yeah, you, you got to think about you have to think about where your money comes. Your money comes from the bookings. You know, it comes from ADR and occupancy. That that that's the real cash flow. This is all incremental, and so that's why we want to make it as easy as possible. The really interesting way to look at this, though, is that you can take things that are traditionally like a cost center. You know, you got to invest in all these products put in your property. That that's like kind of just a, a line item in the PL. It's a cost. Like, all right, I got to invest in all these things. In the Minoan model, not only can you save on those costs, but over time, these things could actually pay for themselves. So if you're getting like 50% off a mattress and then you're getting, let's say, like a 15% commission every time you sell one, if you sell three, four mattresses, they pretty much paid for themselves. And so then you're in a situation where you're like, well, now the commissions that I've earned are equal to what I paid for the mattress in the first place. It's a net profitable asset or at least break even within my property. The brand has taken one sale, one sale from them to you and turned that into three, four more sales to guests who had such a great experience that they wanted to buy it. And then we're just kind of sitting there like connecting all the dots and taking, you know, slivers of each transaction to uh, make sure we can get the lights on. Oh, okay. That's that's uh, economics. We were talking. I, sh- I was showing you earlier BNB calc and you know, profit and loss. But yes. that's you know for me that's that's what this game is about. That's why you know I was able to quit my job. And actually, I want I want to take that into kind of your your why. You know, Mark, awesome. We're we're both we're both living in New York. It seems like at the the onset yeah. of COVID. Now, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, Mark's in some sort of ski lodge right now. But you know, what's yeah. your kind of what gave you this idea? And like, kind of what was that initial why? Yeah, I was an early employee at a company called Jet.com. So if you were in New York, I don't know if you remember Jet, yep. but it was an e-commerce marketplace during 2014, I think. And I joined right. The, the guy who owns the Timberwolves. Yeah, Mark yeah. Laurie. Right, Mark you know, Laurie, yep. Yeah, yeah. So we, I worked for, for Mark and Mark's team. Scott Hilton was the chief revenue officer that I kind of rolled into. Yeah, I was an early employee there. They were a rocket ship. Learned a lot about e-commerce. They went from launching the business to being at a billion dollar annualized run rate within 10 months. So basically going from zero to 80 million a month in 10 months is, is, yeah, yeah, which is pretty wild. And then the founders sold that business to Walmart. So then I went over and worked at Walmart for a few years and, you know, I spent a lot of time in e-commerce. I spent a lot of time in stores on the Walmart side. And my biggest takeaway from that experience was that the best product experiences don't happen on screens and they don't happen on shelves or in aisles the way they do in stores. The best product experiences happen in real life, in moments of use. And so if you're in the market for a Peloton, it's much better to get on the bike and use it and see how you feel than flipping through images on your phone or looking at a cardboard box 
you know, in a store. And you can make that argument for anything. You know, you're talking about mattresses, you're talking about bedding, you're talking about soaps and shampoos. It's much better to use the shampoo in your hair under a shower, see how you feel afterwards. That's the way to see if something's a good fit for you. It's not looking at the packaging on a shelf and it's not scrolling through images online. So we call that native retail when you actually use the product. And as we were talking to brands and they're like, oh, we're constantly trying to find ways to get products in front of people, get people using products. We just realized, and I had my own experience at a short-term rental in upstate New York where I connected the dots. And I was like, wait a minute, why are these brands spending so much money on Google and Facebook to try and create magic? Like they're trying to create these moments of inspiration. And I'm like, those moments are happening here when I'm sleeping on this mattress, when I'm tasting the coffee in the morning. Why are they spending there? They should be spending here. This is where they want to be. And uh, there wasn't an easy way for hosts, you know, to take advantage of collective power because every individual host, like you said, well, I could go and make an affiliate site or I could try and reach out to Casper and negotiate, but we need to make a larger platform where this is frictionless and easy, where the host can buy everything they need. They can save tons of money. I mean, like our average customer saves thousand or $5,000 and that's including like individual hosts. You're talking about our larger customers who have multiple properties that's significantly higher. And the brands are getting access to this sort of marketing channel with hosts that, that you know, they, they really value and, and uh, we're trying to connect the dots there. Got it. So I love, so you just had that aha moment of, and, I, and I, I'm guilty of listening to one of your earlier podcasts as my, my homework here, but you called, yeah. uh, you said you, you were working to empower the four walled influencers, meaning, yeah. you know, they're staying in your space, you're influencing them. Uh, or yeah. That was my, my impression. So 100%. you were getting, you were getting influenced. You were at this Airbnb in upstate, upstate New York. I mean, maybe that's why you ended up buying this upstate Vermont ski. Yeah. It, it, it would you got more influence. than one, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you're this getting influenced be- and you're <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, I'm feeling yeah. it firsthand from the four walls around me. Let's let's see if there's something going on here on a bigger scale. And if we can turn this into kind of like a marketplace, and that's definitely what you have, or for better or worse, that's what you've done. Yeah. And and I think the thing we're most proud of is just how much we've saved hosts. Like we've really helped hosts stretch their budget where they can take like maybe a three-star budget and turn it into a five-star experience because because we're using this business model to go out and create leverage against these brands and say, hey, like you want to be here. And if you want to be here, you got to pay up, which means you got to give really good discounts. Yeah, uh, do you have any cool, cool numbers? So usually when I have, you know, I have a real estate or someone who's themselves doing short term rentals, I'll have them walk, walk them through one of our, their deals. So just to kind of have that, oh, my God, oh, aha moment, everybody. So for you, I guess, do you have any cool metrics on just how much you have saved your users? Yeah, we've saved users. I mean, I, we're, we're, this is non-public, oh, so I can't get too specific. Oh, okay, sorry. What, data, what stats can you give me? <laughs> yeah, we've saved our customers millions. And it's not millions. It's not like a number where it's, oh, it's over a million, so we can say millions. We've saved our customers millions of dollars. And the average savings are really anywhere between like 30 and 45%. And so you can think about like how much you spend to furnish a property you know, thinking about between 30 and 45% off that amount on a, on a kind of like a unit level, like from a case study. 
but in aggregate, it, the savings have been significant to the point where we're like, you know, we're some of the biggest partners for these brands, like that they have, like we're platinum accounts, meaning they see us as like top five accounts that they have nationwide. And it's because we've been, you know, creating this really unique business model that where there's a lot more value for them. It's like a B2B to C for them. So it's like, Hey, you yeah. can sell to this customer who then can also help you reach new customers. And because they're doing the service for you, you know, they should get better than if you're given this discount out in the world, they should be like down here. You know, they should be getting a really good discount. But the other, the other thing, and I can't quantify this one as much as so maybe it's not a helpful statistic, but we do save folks a lot of time because Minoan's also built like a project management software. It's like procurement software, basically. And so if you're ordering those 250 items, whatever, instead of ordering from 10 different places or tracking stuff in email or whatever, you know, you can order everything in Minoan, the linens, the sheets, and you can get them from a bunch of different places. So you can order your soaps and shampoos from Public Goods or Zogix, which is a huge distributor we work with. You can get furniture from Wayfair or Crate and Barrel or Rove Concepts or Castlery or West Elm Pottery Barn. You can get your mattresses from Casper and you can order all that in Minoan in one cart, one place. You can see when things are going to be delivered, how much you're spending. I mean, staying on time and on budget is like the holy grail of project management. And so we've really designed the software to, to do that well. Yeah, and I think, honestly, this is good for me to know, because I, I mean, I have heard of Minoan and I, I was showing you earlier my portfolio. I think I don't even I, I'm at 26 listings, according to what I just what was yeah, there. Yeah. And like, I've, you know, I've set up most of them in the last couple of years. And for me, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> try and while yeah, while doing some other things too. So for me, exactly staying on schedule, and really, you know, if you're buying a place for me, it's like all right, you know, I I paid the down payment, my next mortgage payments in a month. I've got to get yeah. this place has to be pulling in money before that next per purchase. I can put the furniture on my credit card, you know, I can put yeah, the furniture, yeah. get a zero percent APR credit card. I'm gonna worry about that one later. That one, yeah, that exactly. one. Not when I'm a punt down the line, but uh, my mortgage payment, they don't take that yeah. for a card. So for me, it's been like time, like time, time, time. Yeah. And that's where, and not to, this is good to know now because I, I've been critical of, you know, kind of platforms such as yours where I'm just like, for me, I'm like, I got that Amazon Prime, you know, I know yeah. it's coming quick. It's coming quick. That's what I care about. So I guess how, yeah. how have you tackled that, that aspect and that kind of like host need or for more, probably more hosts like me, but other hosts like myself. Yeah, it depends on the lead time. So so some people have longer lead times if it's like a net new construction or something. It's like they have time to plan things out and be really thoughtful about the big FF in the year furniture and stuff like that. And so that opens up the full, you know, all 150 suppliers are in play. We also have a lot of customers and partners who are like, we work on two week turnarounds. So like we close and we have two weeks to furnish it. We have guests. That's, that's two Jeremy, weeks from yeah. the and so that list of 150 suppliers were like, ah, then it's probably like these 20 that you want to stick with who have really strong distribution networks where they can ship pretty much get you anything. And like right, Wayfair.com, tap in Wayfair. Yeah, we, we work with Wayfair. Wayfair is a huge customer of ours. So I think the only Amazon's great. I mean, you can't be I sort of grew up my career in retail. You can't be interested in retail and e-commerce and not have ton of admiration for Amazon, just an incredible company. And I would encourage all hosts to have 
Amazon Prime because there's going to be moments where you need, I don't know, you've realized you're low on toilet paper or I'll you just need toilet up paper. Quickly. Yeah, you guys, are, but, um, you guys aren't, are getting toilet, sourcing toilet paper for I know. No, we, no we, we can get you bulk and we can get you like real bulk toilet paper through. We work with Zorro.com, which is a subsidiary of Granger. Granger is a Fortune 500 company. Granger is who like, you know, all these big buildings in Manhattan, when they need to order toilet paper or cleaning supplies, whatever, they go to Granger. Granger has really good costing. You and me can't order from Granger. It's business to business only. Zorro.com is Granger's sort of like direct-to-consumer business. They bought Zorro, was originally tools. Now they've broken in a lot more stuff. And so through our partnership with Zorro, we actually can get you like bulk, angel soft toilet paper, the same stuff that buildings are buying who are saving, you know, they are like really pinching pennies when you're running those types of businesses. And so we can get you those. those Safe, most pleasurable bathroom experience. In those yeah, who knows? Like, I mean, you they have you know they have a ton of different types of toilet paper. If you want, if you want like the real, the cheapest of the cheap ply. one ply, you can get that. But they also have two ply and uh, quilted, you know, nice stuff. But regardless, I, I think everyone should have an Amazon account. It's just a, an unbelievable fulfillment network and uh, customer service. Although it's not been as great, you know, now that they're really focusing on the bottom line, customer service is definitely taking a hit. But but the reality is that you're paying the same price as a consumer. You're not paying business pricing because, 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 and even if you have an Amazon business account, I, we've looked at this. It's not like you get wholesale or business pricing. You just get some other benefits and there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying you literally give you penny because I have an Amazon business account. Yeah, exactly. It's, pennies off. it's, it's more of a, Hey, you're a business. We're going to give you like this credit card and give you a little bit extra, but they're not actually treating you like a business in the way that like Granger and these B2B suppliers sell to businesses at true wholesale cheap costing. And so that's the downside of Amazon. And you can get really good cheap stuff. You know, you if you're really focused on affordability, the furniture and stuff, you can get at good prices. But what you need to understand is that those are consumer prices. And if you look at the underlying cost structure, and this is something, you know, from working in retail, it's like everything builds into that cost, like where you get your materials from, how you manufacture, you know, how you're shipping. And so what a, well, a lot of times those cheaper products, they are cutting corners. You know, maybe they're using an MDF material for furniture, which is pretty fragile. It's a lot of what, you know, Ikea uses that stuff in a, in a short term rental. You should not be surprised or upset if something breaks or has a hole in it, you need to replace it. And so I just, have a, I just I have a couch who the, the leg just came off and there's a hole going through it, I think. And that was, yeah, I think that's. Yeah. And it's, it's because the manufacturers are optimizing around low cost. And so you're cutting corners. Like if you've ever been in the manufacturing plant, it looked like there's ways you can pull costs out. And usually you're trading off between cost and quality. The thing that we're really proud of at Minoan is that we can give you both. You're going to get the quality and good costing because we're working with quality suppliers who are selling out in the market at a price that's up here, but we're getting it to you for this price. Whereas on Amazon, they're selling in the market here and you're paying that or maybe pennies below it. But again, like everyone should have a prime account, like the breadth of the assortment, the speed of delivery, the the distribution network, there's just going to be times when you're in a pinch and you need something quickly and you need broad assortment. So 
I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, drop the prime account and come to Minoan. I think that there's a time and a place for it, but I do think it's smarter to order, particularly the bigger stuff that needs to be sturdy for the guest experience where, where people are sitting, sleeping, or eating. Those are sort of the centerpieces of the home. Those pieces, we would encourage you to invest in quality and then try and save as much as you can. And that's what we deliver on. Well, this podcast is brought to you by Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah. Prime <laughs> membership now. Get one year free. Yada, yada. Okay, cool. So uh, so I think the two sides. So you're obviously saving money. And first question is, so let's say, and, on, and guys, I will disclaim, I'm not a Minoan customer and I'm kind of sold. Yeah, already. we got to talk about that. I was looking at beforehand. I was like, he's not even in here. So yeah, we'll talk about that. But yeah, you are so totally unbiased. Live action. I'm, this is live action. So, so yeah. let's assume I'm not a customer because I'm not. And yeah, you're so, not. Let me ask you, if I were to, so let's say I'm adding another unit. You know, I was just making offers this week on other properties, you know, potentially adding some more arbitrage units here. So let's say I get under contract or I know when my, my rent date starts, I just come to you guys with a list of items like that I want or what's, what, would, what would I do? Yeah, you would apply. So you'd go to minoanexperience.com in the top right, you'd apply, you'd tell oh, us. Oh, you're, you're playing hard to get. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a standard, there's different strategies in the short-term rental market. As you know, there's, there's folks who are really competing on on just price and being like the best price in town. That's not really a fit for Minoan's ethos. We believe in high quality guest experiences. And so- yeah, I, um, do, I do, I do, I do as well. Cause ultimately okay. that is what- right. then, uh, Maybe you'll get accepted, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. No, maybe I mean, you were showing me your listings earlier. You have quite nice, uh, you, you, you seem to do a pretty good job there, but you'd apply. You tell us a little bit about it. So a lot of times in the application process, people are saying, hey, just closed. First guests are coming in October 16th, you know? And so we see that in the application flow. And then if you get approved, you, you go into a platform where you can filter through about 150 brands, you know, furniture brands, soaps, shampoo brands, amenity brands, linen brands, mattress brands, you know, electronics, suppliers, toilet paper, paper products, you know, all that. And then you can go through and go off to their sites and grab all the products that you need. If you do need help, you know, if you're like, hey, I, I need a little bit of guidance. We have a few folks on our team. Charlotte, her name comes up all the time. People love working with her. And so she's- Shout out to Charlotte. Like, yeah, shout out to Charlotte. I just see her name all the time in these Facebook groups. People really love, you know, and we pride ourselves on customer service, but people really love working with her. Oh, and Charlotte help. Oh, you should go with this like piece right here. Like she kind of gives recommendations or design. She can narrow the range so she can tell you like, hey, for these types of products, I would look at Zorro or I would look at West Elm or, you know, maybe if it's, like, oh, you're in two weeks, I would go to Wayfair, <laughs> you know, and I would look at these types of products. So we're not, we're not designers. So we're not giving you like a spec sheet, but we can help you narrow the range. And then you would build your cart there. You would see when everything's going to be delivered, how much it costs, how much you're saving. Once you check out, we show you all that tracking in one place. So you can look at this Good. list of products and see, okay, this will be on the 18th. This will be on the 20th. This one, shoot, this one got pushed back. Now it's going to get here on the 23rd. You can say, what's going on here? We'll check with the supplier. See, see if we can expedite it. 
I don't have to copy and paste to go to ups.com and then look at the UPS. No, it's all, all, yeah, it's all in there. And the nice thing is because we're a larger account, like when we, when we reach out to our suppliers, like they pay attention. So if we're like, Hey, is there anything we can do to make this? Yeah. Sometimes they can't. Sometimes it's like just back, backed up at the warehouse. And it's like, there's nothing they can do, but if we can get it on a different carrier or you know, switch the route or do something out there more quickly. You know, we try to be as helpful as we, we can be. Got it. So I'm buying a five bedroom house and which I did buy a five bedroom house. I've already furnished it. So let's just hypothetical new five bedroom house. Yeah, no worries. I guess, you know, I'm, I just bang for, you know, I want the best furniture at the best price. That's going to create that great user experience. You talked about how much, so a 3000 square foot house, five bedrooms. How much can I anticipate? spending to furnish the place what a five bedroom three thousand i don't know if a cost per square foot is a better estimate for you yeah yeah that's like a good you know there are people on the team i i spend less time now at the properties and more time sort of like with our suppliers and on higher level things or someone like closer to our like they would probably give you a good estimate but (laughs) but but it but it yeah just show up for the podcast i don't know that's but it really depends because, and it depends on your ADR. There is a very clear correlation between ADR and furnishing spend. And so we have some folks that will get like a smaller, like a two or three bedroom. I would always put in a lot of as many beds as you can respectfully. And they're furnishing through like restoration hardware or our house and that stuff, even with our discount, I mean, we get, we get a good discount, but it's still pricey. It's really expensive stuff. But they're renting it out at the top of the market. You know, if you look in their market, they're in like the 10, top 10 percentile for ADR. And it works like their occupancy looks good. And then you have folks who the strategy is different. And they're like, I just think that there's an inventory shortage here. And I'm just trying to sop up some of the demand. And I, I don't need to be at the top of the market. I just want to be in the middle of the pack. And that's where I want to price. I'm not a middle of the pack guy. I'm a top yeah. 10 percenter. Yeah. So then, you'll spend, then you'll be spending... You know, some money. I don't know. I can't give you a good estimate. Uh, I could try and give you a I'll number. Talk to Charlotte, sure I'll Charlotte will tell me. Yeah, okay. sure. I don't yeah. know. Can we say? Can I say ten bucks a square foot, or you know, or any any square footage? Uh, I, I no, I I really we tend we tend to look at it in a per room basis, and that's also how designers look at it. So they'll look at per bedroom, per living room, because that really dictates. I think because square footage can be used in lots of different ways, you know, yeah. and so there are some more expense rich areas you know that could be like densely packed but but per bedroom i mean really per bedroom you can get you get people who can do it on a on a tight budget like really a few thousand dollars and then you get people who are spending they're getting a through maybe through an owner they're getting a four thousand dollar bed and they're getting it 50 percent off so spending two thousand dollars on it but still two thousand just on the bed and then they put the mattress in that and so they're not, they're not getting just your gel memory foam, 10 inch mattress for $275. They're yeah, they're going but they're not spending a thousand. I mean, on mattresses, mattresses, we can get people like luxury, luxury mattresses king. And they're still like 675. So, so oh, wow. we can get people really good. That mattresses are super influential. All those mattress brands want to be in these. I mean, where else do you get someone to sleep on your mattress? three, four, five nights in a row, you know, that's like an incredible value for them. So we get really good at costing there, but 
The other thing is if you look at the ADR, and this is not just true in short-term rentals, this is in hospitality, like one hotel, the one hotel group, they spend 40 grand per room, per room on their properties, but they charge like a thousand bucks a night. So the payback period is pretty, pretty good. You know, it's like month two and you're good. You're in the green. And then that thing is just generating a ton of cash. And so that's sort of the, the, the game is like, what's the right amount to spend? Really? What's the aesthetic we're looking for? Who's the customer we're going after? You know, are we going after, are we going after people who are coming from areas where they have a lot of money and what they're going to value is convenience and the experience over just a crash pad or a place to lay their head? That, that should be sort of your nucleus. And then you look into, okay, well, if that's my core customer. I need to design around that customer. Do, do I think that that customer appreciates the finer things? Do I think it makes sense to invest in a nicer coffee setup because this customer is going to be impressed by that? Do I think this customer is going to be working? Do I think that the customer I want to sort of like appeal to is, is are people who are working a lot? Does that mean I want a desk set up in the, in the rental that I can put in my pictures and market and say it's work from home? Really, I mean, that's what, you know, there are great companies like Rove, who we work with, Rove Travel. They, they're in, they have a ton of properties in Manhattan and, and they, man, you get a nice property in Manhattan you put some desks in it, you do 30 day rentals, you can yeah. charge a lot of money. And, and, and they, they spend a lot furnishing them, but they, their margins are still so great. And so that it's all really connected. I think the new, is like, Who's the customer I want to serve? And is there an opportunity? Am I looking at this market where, for example, where I am up by Stowe, Vermont, I'm a little bit north of that. You're in the cut. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in the cut. I think there's like opportunities here for, I think there's opportunities for travel accommodations here that aren't being filled currently, like modern. There's a lot of like old stuff like this, old cabins and, and, you know, it's old, it feels older and that's cool. It's kind of heritage part of the vibe, but there's not a lot of like modern, like big glass window, beautiful views. And they've been popping up recently up here. And we just worked with a property in Stowe that is like super modern, super clean, right close to the mountain. And their ADR is, it's like 1800 or 2000 a night. It's got, you know, four, five bedroom, but it's like, they're just cleaning up. And so it's about finding the opportunity with the customer set, I think. And then that should determine how much you spend. You know, if, if you want to be at the, if you're looking for a luxury client and you're like, well, we want a luxury clientele, but I'm going to buy, I'm not going to be thoughtful about my amenities. I'm just going to buy dial soap from Costco and we're going to get the cheapest sheets on Amazon. So like that, you need to understand that that's. That doesn't sync up with the customer you're trying to attract. And that over time, that could create some issues. And there are some large groups, I won't name names, that have tried to appeal to a luxury segment and haven't really pointed up on the spend, or they did initially, and then they became very P&L focused. And now, like, their occupancy is dropping, and it's kind of, you know, it's a tough thing to manage. This is hospitality at the end of the day. And so you can look at the hotels. Hotels kind of like the early, you know, like I think us in the short-term rental industry can learn a lot from hotels. We can learn a lot of what to do and what not to do. But if you look at the segmentation within hotels and, and the ADR swings and how much they spend furnishing, you know, there's, there's, 
there's decades of experience in that field that you can kind of learn from. Do you ever go to High Point Furniture Market? The big convention? Yeah. No, I haven't yet, but I've heard incredible things. I would love to go. I've heard it's awesome. Yeah, it's all it's, it's near where I'm from, and I have some properties over there. So, that's, oh, okay, that's why I was gonna say, oh, do you need a place? Too bad, they're all booked for that. So, can't can't <laughs> help you. Maybe go stay in a hotel. You can yeah. learn so much from them. Yeah, I'm yeah I love I'm a boutique geek. I love high end experiences. I love product design and really well done products and how that impacts the guest experience. I mean, it makes the job. I just love what I do. It's it's really fun. Got it. Okay, cool. So. I've just, I've gone with you. I've ordered. I'm not cheaping out. I'm probably not your, you know, most, most high roller customer, but guys, we're not cheaping out here. You can't cheap out uh, yeah. unless you want low ADRs and low occupancy. So I've got a nice place. I can now see when stuff's coming. I can look on your website. I can see the tracking, which is super important. One of the items comes broken. You know, oh, the leg is, you know, whatever. The, the, the mirror is, has a, shattered glass do i call charlotte how do i how do i get that dealt with yeah we there we you can you can call charlotte if 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 you know <laughs> she's she'll help you but we also have a 24-hour support team there's a chat in minoan that's on all the time and you can tell us something wrote broken we'll ask a few questions and then we handle it you know we'll go to the supplier figure out either compensation or just a replacement. But yeah, we, we take care of a lot of the admin work there. We may ask you to package something up and ship it because we can't, we're not there, but yeah. you won't have to wait on hold with the supplier or go through all the hoops. Yeah, we take care of that for you. Do you want, you want pictures? Yeah, sometimes because the suppliers require yeah, pictures. They want, yeah, got yeah. it. You okay. always take a picture. You should always take a picture if something arrives broken. Even now, yeah. I'm very, I'm going back to Amazon. You know, the, the economy is tightening up a little bit within retail, the return, the free returns and stuff like that. You know, everyone's kind of tightening their stances on that and returns, you know, what used to be free returns is now, okay, well, you have to pay for shipping or, and they're cracking down. If you used to not need to take pictures, now they need evidence so that you can prove those damage. So whether or not you're using Minoan. I would encourage you to make sure that you're really documenting that stuff as it shows up because it'll be helpful down the line. Also for like reconciliation, stuff like that. Sure. So I've gotten things returned or I've gotten things refunded. I've got my place furnished. And now how do I make money when guests stay at my place? And, you know, they ask me that, what mattress do you use? What do I, do I send something back to them or do they just, do they already know? How can I monetize my yeah, we would, so if long. you, once, once you furnish, you'd work with us and then we would, we would set up and build your shop. We'd send you something like this. So this is, you can't see it super well. Hold on a sec. A little bright. Up, guys. Yeah, something like, this is like a really nice powder coated stand. So it's really elegant. It looks nice on the property. People can scan that code. It takes them to the shop or, but we'll create a custom link basically that's for your property that has images of your products, images of your property. And so you can just send them that. Is it like, is it guys also do guidebooks? Not yet. Not yet. That's been a discussion point. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all tied to the guest experience. Everybody so. knows a guidebook. Every, every, every short-term rental company of some sort, like throws in it doing guidebooks. Yeah. And so if we were to do anything, we'd want to make sure we do it well. So maybe there'd be a partnership or something, but we're not, we're not really looking at that yet. 
Got it. We'll do what you're what you're good at. Cool. Well, I know. So okay. So I've I've now monetized my property. Guests can easily find access. They're ordering. How much can I anticipate? Let's say let's say you know I bought a five. Let's call it a five hundred dollar mattress, and a guest buys one. Is there is it depend or is there a fixed percentage I can expect to get in my pocket as a result of that? Yeah, it's variable by brand on mattresses it's usually pretty high so you'd be looking at like between 15 and 25 percent oh wow mission and then as you get down like to smaller soaps and shampoos it's usually you know the minimum is usually seven and a half percent but it can be as high as 25 all right so a pretty penny not literally pennies we are making yeah. literally dollars okay so we're yeah. making money legit money i guess I don't know if you have a stat on the average host makes this amount per year in in their refer affiliate. Manoan affiliate. Yeah, yeah. It's like a few hundred bucks. Oh wow. A year. Oh. Oh, that's 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 serious cash. All right. So you are okay, so you're making money on the back end. Wow. Well, we just went through the whole experience there. I guess what other other than use Manoan, what would be your pro tip for a short term rental host? An existing one looking to level up their portfolio or a new one looking to get started? I would say what I already talked about for a little while, but you know, you gotta, it's a business with any business. You got to think about your plan and think about your customer. And I would spend a lot of time in that part of the exercise. And then I would like furnish, I would plan the entire guest experience accordingly. And so what type of customer are you wanting? Is it families? Is it bachelor parties? Is it a romantic getaway? Is it people? Are you really being specific? And you're like, we're, we are a, you know, an hour away from Washington, D.C., and we're going to get people who live in D.C. to come up. But knowing your customer and then building your entire strategy around how can I build something that I think this customer would really appreciate, which will show up in reviews, which will help me drive ADR, which will maintain occupancy. So approach it like any other business and be customer focused and then stand out. You know, don't just do what everyone else is doing. That's not the hospitality experience. Think about when you travel, like. Anyone who travels, you know, if you're looking for a place to lay your head, it's all about cost. How can I save money? And so try to stand out, try to be different, you know, and think about your customers, I would say, are the, are the most important things. Beautiful. So how can somebody find you and get in touch with your, your team? We're at MinoanExperience.com. We're on Instagram, very active at Minoan Experience. And then my email is Mark, M-A-R-C at MinoanExperience.com. Awesome. Well, thanks. Anything else you want to want to share with folk while we have you here? No, I think that was great. It was great to, to be on. I appreciate you coming. Well, guys, stay tuned for more. It's the Short Term Rental Pro Podcast. Mark, thank you so much for coming today. Yeah. Great to meet you, Jeremy. All right. Likewise. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Short-Term Rental Pros Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, leave us a five-star rating, like, comment, and share this with someone you know that wants to invest in short-term rentals.